items on the list for Tevnin Alecha's suggested topic was Nivel Peh. So let's talk a little Nivel Peh. The, okay, all right. Okay. The, now, I'm never sure when someone says the word Nivel Peh, the phrase Nivel Peh, what exactly they mean by that. That could mean one of two things. It could mean the way it is used colloquially, the term is used colloquially, or it could mean the way the term is used halachically. And those are two different things. There are two different Gemaras, one that talks about Lashon Nikiah, which is the way we normally refer to, what colloquially is referred to as Nivel Peh, meaning saying bad words, saying things that are an unrefined way of speaking, speaking in a way that, uh, you know, like uh, someone that, say, low life would speak. And then there's the Nivel Peh, the way the Gemara actually uses the term, the term Nivel Peh, which is to talk about matters of intimacy, to talk publicly about that which is meant to remain Private. The two Gemaras are, first there's the Gemara Meseches Psachim, on Dav Gimel Amad Aleph, the very first word in Meseches Psachim is the word Or. And the word Or means in that context, night. And the Gemara raises the question, come on, the word Or means night. There's a perfectly good word in the Hebrew language that means night, and that would be much more obvious that it means night. Why would the Tana try to confuse us and use the word Or instead of using the word Lele? So the Gemara explains, the Tana was trying to use a more refined way of speech. A person should not have something that is... Uh, uh, undignified come out of his mouth and how do I know this? The Torah had eight extra letters written in the Torah in order to avoid saying something undignified. Where is that? In Parshas Noach. Pasuk says Instead of saying it's Asher Torah. And then the Gemara goes on. Rav Papa says, no, really, it's nine letters. Of course, it's a different passage. Ravina says, really, it's ten letters. Rav Achabar Yaakov says, really, it's sixteen letters that the Torah goes out of its way. A person shall always speak in a refined manner. And even in the way that we describe a woman um, uh, sitting on something, we describe as if she's sitting in a more dignified manner. We don't describe uh, even sitting on an animal as if she's riding on an animal because that too uh, brings uh, is, is, is an undignified way of speaking. So you see this Gemara, the whole sugya, uh, revolves around the idea that when a person speaks, the Torah already set the precedent for us. There are three or four different psukim in the Torah that show us that when we speak, we should try to speak in the most refined manner possible. Balamor, of course, points out in that sugim sachim that sometimes we do have the word Laila in Mishnayis and in Shas. It's not that the word Laila is a bad word. It's just that uh, we, we and, and it is important sometimes to use that word because we do need to communicate Clearly, we do need to say, uh, say especially Divrei Torah, in a way that people will understand it. But when it's unnecessary to even use negative-sounding words, we try to use more positive-sounding words because that's all part of Lishna Kia. That's all part of Lishna Ma'alia, and this is quoted by the Rith and by the Rush in the back of Meseches Psachin. They say that Rav Pam writes in one of his essays that his mother was never able to utter the word Sheker. She couldn't say that's a lie. That's a sheker. She would say, "Das is nisht emes." That it's uh, you know that's just part of the way of uh, of speaking to speak in a more refined way. I once heard Rabbi Franz say, and that's how you have a son like Rav Pam. 
Right, when a person is such a uh, so careful about the way they speak, Rav Pam writes that the Chazanish used to not not say words that sounded negative like Shekhar. Rav Pam used to get very upset if he Rav Pam's grandson told me that Rav Pam used to get very upset if he would see a uh, a mother yelling at her child in general. That you know, a child is very sensitive; it would upset him when the child gets yelled at. Or particularly when he heard the phrase, "You're a bad boy." A bad boy? How can you say such a thing to, uh, to a child? That's such a negative way of speaking. A person should speak in a more positive manner. The Rambam in Mor Nevuchim says that Lashon HaKodesh is Lashon HaKodesh. Why is it called Lashon HaKodesh? What makes it a holy language other than the fact that it's the uh, language that the Torah was written in? But the Rambam writes it's more than that. There are no words in Lashon HaKodesh that refer to intimate body parts or things that are immodest. We don't even have a word for going to the bathroom in Lashon HaKodesh. Every time we, you, we talk about these things in Lashon HaKodesh, it's always with euphemisms. In that way, Lashon HaKodesh is very different than, uh, than modern Hebrew. But that's the Kedusha of the Lashon, is that the whole Lashon is Blishon Nekiah. And this even relates to other forms of Dibor as well. The Rabbi Yon and Shari Tshuva associates all verbal sins together, all, all sins of the mouth, Lashon Maguna, Nivol Peh, Lashon Hara, Diber Begnus, Rabbi Yonah says, just speaking in a negative way, trying to find negative things to point out, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, that, that all of that is associated with each other. A person who doesn't train his mouth to speak in a way that's, that's, uh, that's dignified will, will come to violate all of those things. Um, and that's uh, the, what the Gemara in Arachin uh, points out in the Lashon Hara Sugyas. The Gemara points out that Kodesh Baruch Hu put two guard posts in front of the tongue. We have the teeth and we have the lips that are meant to guard the tongue so that the tongue would not, would not uh, say things that are, uh, that are inappropriate, to stop us from speaking in this way. One has to be very careful with the way they speak. Now, sometimes a lack of Lashon is also Nivol Peh, but we'll get to Nivol Peh in a moment. As far as I know, Shulchan does not paskin this lahalacha, this uh, Isser of speaking uh, in, a, uh, in an undignified way, even though the Gemara seems to say that there are several psukim that teach us this lesson, extra letters in the Torah that teach us this lesson. But it's not surprising that it's not a halacha mufresh to Shulchan because Shulchan also does not say that it is also to be a Balg that it's also to be an azpani, that it's also to have bad midos. But of course it's also to have bad midos. That's the whole notion of mitzvot ben adam la'atzmo, that mahu afata, a person is supposed to mimic the ways of a Kodesh Baruch and it's just that these are immeasurables. You know, it's not always easy to know exactly what is a Lashon Maguna. When are you in violation? So since these things are not easily measured and these uh, things are about midos ben adam la'atzmo, they, 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 don't, they don't make it into Shulchan Aruch, but they're clearly uh, the, these are clearly requirements. Um, in fact, the Kajig Lover Gon in his Chuvas Eretz Svi Chelik Beis Simon Samachtas says that this is such an iser. It might be aser even for Goyim. It might not only be aser for for Jews because uh, it's part of Midos Tovos and Midos Tovos. I mean that Goyim are obligated in as well. He writes that Lashon Hara Nivol Peh Vechein Gasus Haruach. They're not bechal Tariag Mitzvos Umikomakom Chamiri Tuva. They're more chamur than any given than any given mitzvah, and therefore they would apply 
to a uh, non-Jew as well. And there's a lot written on this topic in Rabbeinu Yonah, and uh, there's even in uh, Makar Baruch, Rav Baruch Epstein's four-volume autobiography, he has a whole chapter on, uh, on inappropriate language. So that's one type of inappropriate language, but that's Lishna Nakia, Lishna Ma'alia. Then there's another type of inappropriate language that is actually called Nivul Peh. This comes from the Sugya Maseches Shabbos and Daf Lamed Gimel, and um, in, in, in brief, in Maseches Ksubis and Daf Ches, in uh, one line of Maseches Ksubis and Daf Ches. In Shabbos and Daf Lamed Gimel, the Gemara tells us, Ba'avon Nivlus Peh Tsaros Ravos, Ugzerus Kashos Meschadshos, Ubachure Sona Yisrael Mesin, Yisom Valmanos Tsoakin Ve'inananin. Horrible things happen because of Nivul Peh. We have more Tsaros, there are terrible Gzeros that come about, Young people die, people who are orphans and widows cry and no one answers them, all because of the Avera of Nivel Peh. The Gemara derives this from a Pasuk in, y- in Yeshayahu. And then the Gemara says, not only that, but uh, Od Yadu Natuya. What does Od Yadu Natuya mean? This is the example the Gemara gives of Nivel Peh. Everybody knows why a Kala goes to the Chuppah. It doesn't really mean why a Kala goes to the Chuppah. It means everybody knows what the plans are following the Chuppah, following the, the wedding. But someone who is Menavel Piv and uh, talks about such things, even if he has a Gzardin for Shivim Shana, which the Gemara normally assumes, based on the Pasuk, is a lifetime, a lifetime of goodness is, 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 uh, was the previous Gzardin, it's now going to be turned into bad. Why? For Nivel Peh, just for the Avera of, 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 of being Menavel Peh. The Gemara goes on to say that Ramarab Barshila Menavel is Piv. I don't know what that means exactly, but it doesn't sound good. That uh, Gehenim is somehow deepened for him. That Gehenim becomes worse than Gehenim otherwise is. So this is a very, very bad thing to speak about. Those things that should remain private. In Meseches Ksuvis on Davches, where it says this idea of Kolomenavilus Piv, it adds an extra expression. It says Kolomenavilus Piv, Viyotzi Dover Meguna Piv. Someone who's Menavilus Piv and allows Dover Meguna to come out from his mouth uh, in, in the context of a Kala going to the Chuppah is going to be Nepachalav Shivim Shana Lira'a. So the Taz in Yardes and Kluf Chavdal at Simchat Nalif just points out why the double expression, Menavilus Piv. So the Tazb says, That sometimes a person purposely speaks this way. He's trying to make a point. He's trying to sound. Uh, he's, he's trying to to, uh, to fit into a certain crowd. A person who does this pekavana. It doesn't just slip out. That's when the shivim shana is going to be turned from tova to ra'a. The Gemara Mesechus Baba Kama Daflam Chesam and Beis tells us that Amr Bichir Baraba Amr Rabbi Yochanan Eina Kodesh Baruch Hu Mekapech Schar Kol Bria Kodesh Baruch Hu does not withhold Schar from anybody Afilu Schar Sicha Noa even the Schar of speaking nicely Dilu Bichir the Kamra Moav Amr La Kodesh Baruch Hu Lemosha Al Teitzaras Moav Lo Tiskar Ba Melchama Melchama Hu Deloho In Gar Yavin Bahu the Lot had two daughters they each did the same action but one of them when naming their child, referred directly to that action. Moab, that this child is from 
from her father. And because of that, although we're not allowed to fight wars with Moab, we, uh, we do not have to be nice to them. Yet when it comes to Ammon, this story is different. So you see that just from speaking about it, just from saying the words, it, they did the same actions, but saying the words, that brought about uh, for all times uh, an Isser, uh, with uh, with re- or uh, rather lack of an iser with re- with regard to Moab. Now, the Madrash and Vayikra Rabba Perak Abdalid has a play on words on the pasuk Vlayira Lecha Ervas Davar that it's Ervas Dibur that refers to innuendo, right? A person speaks about things that again that are meant to be intimate that are meant not to be spoken about. In fact, the Ramah Paskins this in the that there's a requirement to be there is no iser for example for a woman to let people know that she is a nida in Talmudic times it was understood that a woman would let people know when she is a nida because uh, you couldn't let her touch your truma and you had to be careful about taharos but there is an iser to let people know on, when she's going to the mikvah why? because it's the same thing it's the same thing that the Gemara said that we don't talk about these things we don't don't talk about intimate matters in a uh, in a public setting. The Masil Sharm in the eleventh parak says that this causes a silu kashchina, and he quotes a kedarko many ma'amari chazal along those lines and psukim along those lines. And the Rambam in Marnevuchim in Shar Gimel Parakhes also says that this is part of being a mamleches koanim v'goy kadosh, just to speak on a higher level. This is one of the examples the Ramban gives of kedoshim tiyu. What does it mean to be kedoshim? That we speak in a more refined way. We speak in a uh, in a nicer kind of way. It may be that this is not only a violation of speaking, it could be that even listening to Nivel Peh is problematic. This, of course, is very, very common when it comes to watching television and movies, where it's, uh, it's, it's even, even leaving aside the, the Lashon Maguna and Lishna Ma'alya element of it, which is certainly the case that uh, certainly t- it used to be when I was younger, there were, I think there were six words you're not allowed to say on TV. I think they're down to one now. Uh, word that you're not allowed to say on television. Uh, there is maybe two. I don't know. But there's. Uh, but 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 uh, you know the, the uh, even leaving that aside. But what certainly permitted used to be way before my time that they weren't allowed to show um, a man and a woman in a bedroom on uh, on television. Now, uh, okay, now it was now. So, uh, so th- this is, uh, it could be that this is a violation of even watching or listening to Nivel Per of Moshe in Yardeh Chelek Dalet Simen Yedalef in Igros Moshe in his tshuva about going to stadiums and theaters among many other issues that he raises. He says, V'gam od iser gadol yesh de megari yetzer hara shal arayos b'nafshei that this, 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 this gives rise to the yetzer hara of arayos. Deruba named Divrei Nivel because what are all the programs about? It's all nivel pen. It brings about desires for arayos. The Gemara Masech Shabbos says that Shomer Veshosek is also responsible, that sometimes when you hear things and you don't say something, you bear responsibility for being Shomeya and Shosek. Uh, and it could be a violation of Chil Hashem Stam to provide an audience for any sort of Avera could be a violation of a Chil Hashem. The Gemara Masech Ksubis tells us that our fingers are shaped like pegs, they don't have pointy edges, even though one would have imagined when Akash Baruch was making man, pointy-edged fingers would have been super convenient, right? For uh, eating food, you don't need a fork, you can just, you know, so, and yet, they're round-edged uh, fingers. Why are they round-edged fingers? Because they, if you, have, you ever have to put your fingers in your ears, because you're about to hear something that uh, you shouldn't be hearing, 
saying we don't want you to pop your eardrums. So Kodesh uh, Baruch made it that we have round-edged uh, fingers. That's what the Gemara says. The Gemara says that's why we have cartilage in the bottom of our ear to fit neatly into the ear when we uh, when we hear something that's uh, that's inappropriate. So again, all of this is to tell us that we're not not only we're not supposed to speak such words, we're not even supposed to listen to such words. And just in in closing, I once had. Uh, a uh, a boy tell me that he didn't want to go to a certain yeshiva, 12th grader, told me that he made his yeshiva decision because one of the rebbeim from one of the yeshivas spoke in a way that he thought was undignified. And what was the rebbe trying to do? He was trying to sound cool. He was trying to sound with it. He was trying to make an impression that, yeah, I can, you know, I, I talk your language. And, and what the boy heard was that you're not someone I want to admire. Very often people will speak in a certain way because they think heter kiruv, you know, this is a way that they're going to relate to, uh, to younger kids and be mashpia on them. You should realize that people don't want you to sink down to their level. They want someone to admire. They want to see that there's something that they can strive to and that they can, uh, they can admire. Not to chas v'shal never disrespect anybody or to treat them like they're beneath you, but to set an example of how a person is supposed to behave. And uh, the way we speak very often makes the very first impression, just how nicely and kindly we speak. You can pick up phrases if you listen to people who are special tzaddikim in the way that they speak. I'm not even talking about like gedolei uh, Torah or whatever. There are those people that you know, that you know in your life, that are just super refined, that have a certain positivity about them. And you can pick up uh, certain phrases. Um, you know, I, I, I remember uh, years ago, um, uh, Rabbi Andy Yudin, who is one of these kinds of people, for those who, uh, who know him, uh, I, I, he, did, he did me a favor. I said, thank you. So instead of saying what I would have said, which was, okay, or no problem, he said, it's my greatest pleasure. And it made such an impression on me. You know, to just to speak in that, in that way, it, 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 it made, made me feel, feel good. That it's, it's actually his great, and it actually is his greatest pleasure, so it's not even a lie. But, uh, but, but to, to say it in that way, there are little phrases that you can pick up that will, that will elevate the way that a person speaks. And that's part of being Mamlachas Kohen and Vigay Kadosh. That's something that we're all supposed to strive for. Okay.